0: What if the most interesting stories, and dare we say the most important, weren't getting told because they didn't happen to celebrities, or result in any kind of fame, at least not at the start? Sound a little bit like your story? Or a story you really need to hear? Odd Man In is the platform where we change the world from the bottom up. Are you ready? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm not sure how loosely I'm using that term. You guys call yourselves whatever you want, but I am glad as hell that you are here. My name is Matthew East, and I'm the host of Odd Man In. Interesting title, right? What does it mean? Well, it means the opposite of the odd man out. We've all heard of that. The guy that didn't make it, didn't have a partner, didn't have the advantage, didn't have the help, got left behind. This is about that same guy Except that something happened, a twist of fate, a little extra effort, some kind of combination of those two, and all of a sudden, that guy's dreams are becoming reality. The title of this episode is Pilot, and it's more creative than you think. I'm gonna tell you a story, and I want you to come with me. You're gonna understand what I mean. Close your eyes. Wait, stop, pause. Do not, I repeat, do not close your eyes if you're doing some shit that requires your eyes to be open. Like, I don't know, driving a car. A man cannot be held responsible for shit that happens when you close your eyes when your eyes shouldn't be closed. And imagine the state of perfect nothingness. By that, I mean Minnesota. Northern Minnesota, to be specific. Flat as a fucking pancake. The most two-dimensional place you can imagine on Earth. Look, I'm sorry guys. I know we're all busy. I know you're probably multitasking. It's okay. I would be too, but I need you to understand exactly just how flat I mean. Okay. So however flat you were imagining, if you were even really trying very hard, take that amount of flatness and like fucking iron it. You guys know ironing, right? No, no. Of course you don't know ironing. Nobody irons. Think um, Olsen twins. Think Olsen twins. No, older, older, older. Okay. Stop. Everybody should be legal by now. If you're not, seek help. Okay. Now take that flatness in your brain and apply it to the earth. Okay. Where we are, Northern Minnesota. It's important for the story. Ready? Here we go. And just cover the whole thing in wheat. Don't think Amber waves a grain like the song, just fucking Amber grain far as you can see in that backdrop. If a two-dimensional setting can even be a backdrop, put a tiny little town. Imagine in that town, a 10 year old boy who had dreams, and no reason to believe that there was any means for him to make them come true. Pilot is the word for the first episode. It's also the word for a guy who flies airplanes. And that's the dream I developed in this two-dimensional town. I watched something on TV that should have been seen live, and it didn't matter to me. It impressed me just the same. I watched the Air Force Thunderbirds, the fighter pilots, a demonstration team, do their thing at a Independence Day, 4th of July celebration somewhere probably a couple states away. It probably wasn't even live. It might have been a news report. I don't remember, but I saw those airplanes And I told my mom that that is what I wanted to do when I grew up. So what then? Where did I go from there? How did a kid from nowhere have any shot at taking a three-dimensional dream developed in a two-dimensional world and making it his reality? I am an airline pilot. I became one after being an Air Force pilot. I became that after getting into the Air Force Academy. I achieved that after a series of unlikely events that got me out of Minnesota, into a bigger city, Seattle, Washington. Um, Opportunities there, and one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And before you know it, that 10-year-old kid who saw the Thunderbirds perform on TV is doing it. (sighs) I don't even know how that happens. But that's what this podcast is about. It's about dreams that begin from a place that might not seem like there's any hope of them ever coming true. And then the crazy things, the wonderful stories, the miraculous shit that happened that turns those dreams into realities for all kinds of people. The thing about this podcast is it's going to be about you guys, from you guys, for you guys. My story is the motivation for the podcast. It is not the destination, man. The destination is everything about you guys looking at your lives and seeing the same kind of things that I'm going to talk about that happened in my life that are gonna motivate other people to call in, email in, tell their stories. The phone number and the email address are gonna pop up on the screen here in a second. It's oddmaninpodcast at gmail.com. And the number is 864-432-3379. Okay, remember those numbers. If you're not looking at the screen right now and you're just hearing it, again, it's oddmaninpodcast at gmail. All one big word. And the phone number, 864 432 You're going to want to remember those because even if you don't think you have anything to contribute right now, I promise you by the end of this pilot episode, you will know differently. Okay. Some of you are stressing out about remembering that email address and phone number. Don't sweat it. That's because you're old. It's okay. I'm old too. Probably not as old as you, but that doesn't change the fact that I really want and need you here with me. You can always go back and reference the information at the five-minute mark of this podcast, or the next time I ask you to email or call. Also, I'll include it at the end. There's no need to repeat it over and over in your head or to run and get a pencil and paper. It's going to be fine. Take a deep breath and listen on. But I do not want to spend another minute of this podcast addressing those types of things when you're obviously wondering one massive thing. And that is, why the hell is he sitting there in candlelight? The truth is, I don't fucking know. Not everything in this podcast is going to be planned. Um, I was setting up trying to figure out what lights to turn on everything else. I had two or three candles lit and the camera came on and I looked at what was being displayed on the screen and I thought, you know what? Why don't we try a -a one-of-a-kind setting? So here I am sitting in the candlelight. It ain't to romance you, I promise you that. It's just an example of a little bit of creativity, a little bit of extra. Another example of this is uh, the music and a little less random than the candlelight. I spent a lot of time thinking about and listening to different music options, a lot of open source stuff. And, uh, you know, you can listen to a thousand songs and none of them are perfect. I kept coming back around to what I really wanted, uh, which is what you heard at the intro, what you're going to hear a lot more of um, if you listen to this podcast. I found some music a long time ago that I had no idea I would use for this purpose. It was created by a band called the Young Doublers. They're an Irish rock band that I saw live in Anchorage, Alaska years ago. And that was one of the best live shows I think I've ever seen, to include stadiums. They're a smaller venue type of type of band, but my God, if you don't get up close and personal with these guys, and are they incredible. There is so much energy and life in their music, and... Uh, God bless them. They gave me their blessing to uh, use their music uh, to make this podcast just that little bit more unique. I hope the life and the energy uh, that they put into their music comes through and feeds into the feel that I'm looking for in in making this thing. And I I really think that it does that. So I'm super stoked about that. Attention youngsters, super stoked is an old school euphemism used shamelessly in this context to communicate extreme excitement and gratitude toward the young Dubliners for their contributions to this podcast. Its use here should not be interpreted to mean that this podcast, or its host, is not lit, or fire, or the most current term meaning fucking badass. In actuality, the term stoked is an older word used to describe a fire that was made hotter back when fires were still made of wood. We got candlelight, man. We got the young dubs. We got freaking segments that I wanna talk about. Like I said, um, the one I'm the most excited about is kind of the biggest one of the whole thing. That's called hitting the streets. We're gonna get out there. You're gonna see some some selfie-style filming when we interview. Um, it's going to start off just me and a microphone and this little, this little guy right here that helps us record everything. And we're going to start finding stories Uh, until you guys start calling in and emailing in and sharing your stories that way so that we can get you live on this show. uh, I'm going to go find them. So that's what hitting the streets is going to be all about. Here's the intro. Take a listen. Tell I'm having some fun doing this. (laughs) Man, I can't wait to follow that intro with the first outside, and I mean literally outside content of Odd Man In. Get out there live talking to people on the streets. Uh, getting stories, um, bringing that stuff in, using that along with my stuff to motivate you guys to make your phone calls and send me your emails so that we can get your stories in there as well. But uh, this is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. And uh, I can't wait to do more of the real stuff too. It's going to be coming real soon, potentially as early as either episode two or three, depending on whether another interview that I'm trying to get lined up uh, comes through in that time frame. Uh, we will see how all of that goes. But for now, I want to do a little bit more content preview. This is a preview show after all. So yeah, some of the other host-driven segments you can look forward to as we continue to move forward with episodes. Uh, one I call Insights. Look, man, I understand that you're expecting more of the cinematographic genius that you witnessed for the intro to Hitting the Streets, but this stuff takes time, and this is just the pilot. All segments will have kick-ass intros, especially for you video podcast watchers. Just not freaking today, man. It's a lot of work. Give me some time. Cinematographic genius takes even longer to create than it does to pronounce, so enjoy these verbal descriptions for now, and I promise the kick-ass intros will be included with the segments just as soon as I can make sure that they kick ass. The podcast, of course, is called Odd Man In. This is insights. This is uh, ideas, thoughts, uh, things to get you rolling in the right direction. Some things that happen in our lives we could never have hoped to control. Uh, Other things uh, we can control, and uh, some of that's just with a mentality or a thought process that's just going to naturally keep things moving along. Some of the topics we'll cover in Insights are habits. Uh, It's pretty simple, uh, self-explanatory. Another one is just, I call it, never close a door. Um, We'll talk about what that means and uh, how to apply it to your life. And my favorite title so far uh, is going to be included under the Insights segment is called Give Nobody Your Best. I'll let you think about that uh, and uh, listen for it as we uh, continue forward here with uh, Odd Man In. Next segment I'm going to tell you about, I don't have a better title than exactly uh, what it is. So, so far, it's just called Optimism. <laughs> Ugh, God, that's a lame title. In fact, this might be the lamest part of this entire episode. Hey, here's a brainstorm. You guys brainstorm and name it for me. You can email or call in with your ideas to oddmaninpodcast at gmail.com or 864-432-3379. See, old people? I told you there'd be other opportunities to reference the email address and phone number for the podcast, but we'll name this segment about optimism together, and I'll even come up with a video introduction based on the winning title. This will be fun, but hurry. Because we're going to have to deal with the title optimism until somebody comes up with something better. But for now, um, there's really no substitute in the world for optimism. That glass half full mentality literally creates opportunities where none may have existed uh, before. A lot to be said for just that, uh, that mindset. Some of the subjects under the segment optimism are redefining winning Uh, Think about what that means, uh, what it means to win uh, according to the world, what it might mean to win, uh, and how that might help you if you uh, twist that just a little bit. Uh, Another one's called taking the next step. Sometimes it's hard to know what that is, but it's important to figure it out so that you can take it because you can't get anywhere without it. That's the only thing that can get you down the road uh, toward where you want to be. Um, and then, another unique title that I think is really fun to talk about is the idea of backward progress. Sometimes something that feels like a setback at the time actually opens a door that you could never have thought might exist, um, had you not had that setback in the first place and found yourself under those circumstances. So backward progress is really just a different and a better way to look at setbacks and how they might actually positively affect you instead of negatively. I'm also going to be featuring some of my stand up act uh, in a segment that I call Standing In. Um, stand up is challenging. I'm really, really enjoying doing it. I don't know what side of the brain you use to be a pilot, but the side you use to create a podcast and do stand up comedy is the fucking other side. It is challenging, um, and uh, it's really its own little microcosm version of Odd Man In. Again, I'm trying to do something that I don't have an avenue, uh, you know, a a clear-cut path uh, towards success uh, as far as my stand-up goes, but I am succeeding. Um, I have a lot of fun doing open mics and stuff here in the local area in the upstate. I've been up to Charlotte, um, Asheville, and, and here in Greenville and uh, looking at some other locations as well but that is open doors to some paid gigs and some things here in the local area. Uh, hopefully that'll continue. And the podcast is kind of designed to actually pair with the stand up so uh, we create uh, momentum on kind of one feeding into the other. So we're going to actually feed one into the other with the stand in segment. Uh, you're going to get to see some of that. Hopefully laugh along the way too. Last but not least I want to introduce you guys to a segment that we're actually going to do today instead of just talk about. This one is called story time. As I've mentioned my life is full of these unique stories, things that have happened that I could never have imagined that have paved the way for my path between dreaming of becoming a pilot and actually seeing that come into fruition, come into reality. This one happened right after my family moved from Minnesota to Seattle. I lived in a crummy part of town, but near a very exclusive golf course called Seattle Golf Club. Got a job there and found myself working for a man named Mr. Piggott. So I promise you guys a story uh, as part of this first episode. We're going to go ahead and knock that out right now. It's a fun one and I love telling it, um, but it's just one of the million things, you know, that had to happen between that, that inception of my dream at 10 to making it all a reality so four years later i'm 14 years old now and my parents have to move from minnesota and we moved out to seattle washington uh the only thing my parents knew about seattle there was no plan they just knew they'd lived there for a year when i was in kindergarten and they really liked it and wanted to move back so when it came time to move from minnesota out we moved Uh, mom and dad didn't have a plan dad didn't have a job i didn't know that at the time. They, they kept that stuff to themselves and, and, and made it work, and uh, my dad did all kinds of things. But me moving to Seattle was the best thing that could possibly have happened for me and my dream, because there's just more opportunities, man. I, you know I make fun of Minnesota. Um, my roots are there, but at the end of the day, there's just nothing up there, guys, you know? And uh, opportunities are sparse. So uh, Seattle Washington provided a lot more of those. I didn't have any idea uh, how much that was going to matter to me at the time. But the first step in that was my mom and dad finding a house on the very southern edge of the school district they wanted me and my sister and my brother to be in. Uh, literally, if we'd have been on the other side of the street, we'd have been in a different district and the area wasn't great. The house was, was not very nice. Um, it was a church parsonage and no neighborhood, no nothing. You kind of had to walk you know, through the church parking lot and through some blackberry bushes and shit to like get to a neighborhood to then get to a bus stop to get to school. I remember that. But um, we happened to be about a half mile from a golf club called, miraculously, Seattle Golf Club. Seattle Golf Club's a private course, uh, the wealthy, um, especially back then. That is where you were a member if you were rich um, and uh, upper crust kind of old money Seattle, Washington. So I found out they were hiring caddies the first summer that uh, we lived there and I needed a job. And so out I went, got trained. I became a caddy. And uh, kind of long story short, there's a lot of details, but they're not that exciting. I end up caddying for a guy by the name of Mr. Piggott, who liked me a lot. Now, as a caddy at Seattle Golf Club, um, at the upper level of, <laughs> of, of, of doing that job as a first-class caddy, I made $10 a round uh, for about 4 hours and 15, 4 hours and 20 minutes of work on average. Mr. Piggott would tip me 20 bucks in cash at the end of the round. And so there you're tripling your income right there. Good tipper, which meant I liked him. Uh, he liked me for other reasons. I guess he thought I was a good kid and a, pretty much a really a good caddy to start with. And we got to know each other over time because he started requesting me. I'd get phone calls at home and uh, can you come? Mr. Piggott would like to golf this afternoon. I'd get on my dirt bike and drive down there because hey man, 30 bucks, you know, 19, what was it, 1989, probably 1988, 89. Um, that's a lot of fricking money for a for a 14 year old. So I was doing that, getting to know Mr. Piggott, and he learned about my aspirations to uh, go to the Air Force Academy and become a pilot. Um, so one thing leads to another, and he knows and understands that I need a congressional nomination to be considered for selection to the Air Force Academy. One day he just says to me, he says, Matt, uh, don't you need that congressional nomination for, for that? I was like, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Piggott, I do. Uh, he said, well, uh, who's your congressman? And uh, because I was uh, wanting to do this, I I knew the name of my congressman because that was important for me at the time, and and I gave him the name Congressman John Miller. This story does not intend to imply that you should only know the name of your congressman if you need something from them. You should always know the name of your congressman. After all, you voted for him. You did vote in your last election, right? Never mind. But seriously, political concerns need to be brought before congressmen, and in order for that to be done, congressmen's names need to be known. So pay attention to the name of your congressman. For instance, the name of my current congressman is... (laughs) Mr. Pickett says... Matt, uh, John and I are good friends and I would be honored if you would allow me to write you a letter of recommendation <laughs> to him, uh, f- for this purpose. And I was like, would I be willing? You know, I mean, heck I went home and I don't, I, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't just vomit out the excited words to my parents, uh, quickly enough to let them know what had evolved. Uh, Mr. Piggott was going to write me, uh, this letter. And, uh, and that happened. I got a letter from him. Uh, everything else in the package I submitted for uh, Congressman Miller to consider was, you know, eight and a half by 11, you know, teachers and, and guidance counselors, and I think a pastor and all these formal letters. Well, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Piggott's letter came on a eight by five postcard. It was handwritten and it said, Dear John, <laughs> you know, yada, 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 three, four sentences. Appreciate your consideration. Found Matt to be this as he's been a caddy for me at the golf course and da, 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 da. And, uh, it was just signed, you know, Chuck at the end, you know, and, uh, I just was floored that this was my letter of recommendation, but, uh, Mr. Piggott, uh, turned out to be Mr. Charles M. Piggott. And, uh, I didn't know anything, like I said, about his life or, or what he does, but it turns out he was the CEO of a company called Packar. and Packar builds semi-trucks for, uh, Kenworth and Peterbilt and uh i think the sole builder of the of the of the big king cab uh 18 wheeler you know type semi trucks uh for peterbilt trucks and uh then i learned later also also kenworth so other than mac i mean this guy basically handled trucking in america as far as the company that built those suckers i had no clue but uh, obviously a, a guy with some money and some influence <laughs> and 14 year old matt just is like hey you know uh Can I get you your eight iron, sir? And uh, here I am uh, a couple of years later with this little letter. Well, I got that nomination from Congressman Miller and ended up getting selected to uh, attend the Air Force Academy. And, you know, I have to believe that that letter played no small part in the initial nomination that that gave me that opportunity to to earn that selection and and go on and do everything that I've done since then. Not every odd man in story is as fantastic as this one, you know. The, the kid that caddies for the millionaire who knows the congressman, who writes the letter. It's just an example. But imagine me, you know, 10 years old, just deciding that this dream was important enough for me to not let go of. That's really all I was doing at the beginning was just not letting go of the dream. Um, and then before you know it, just some things start happening. So as we bring story time to a close, one thing I want to add about the bigger picture with odd man in is that not all your stories are going to be about work or a profession. You know, maybe something crazy happened in your life where you thought you'd never have children and, and now you do, or you never dreamed that you could meet the perfect guy or girl and you did. And the, the thing that needed to happen in life that at the time just seemed so unrelated, but that led directly to that next miracle. Um, don't judge your story for me, you know, call, email, let me decide after I've heard your story how it might fit into Odd Man In, you know, because it might fit somewhere you couldn't even possibly imagine. We're going to be doing things with this podcast that I didn't get to talk about today. You know, one of the cool things I'm excited about is taking people who have dreams that haven't seen them come to fruition and, and, introduce them or connect them with people who have had a similar dream and and the things that happened in their lives that made that dream that that made it possible for that dream to come true. You know, there's all kinds of potential in the idea of odd man in, and we're gonna explore all of that stuff. And if I don't get every single one of your stories, um, then I'm not gonna be able to be as creative with how we, we use them to motivate each other and inspire each other and make each other smile and laugh and, and shake our heads in amazement. That's what this is all about. You know, I mean, I'm a part 121 pilot. and And I started as a 10 year old kid in a farming community in Minnesota. When I first decided I wanted to fly airplanes, you know, that's incredible. I fly for an airline now that, that everybody listening to this podcast has heard of. I have a great job, a great life. I love my profession, but here I am now starting a podcast and doing stand-up comedy. I'm just enjoying the experience and I'm amazed by how inspiring it is just even to dream about what this might become. And isn't that what a dream is? is is using your imagination to think about the fantastic things that might come true if you just give it a go. So it's with all that potential and all that excitement swirling around in my head and hopefully in your head too, that this pilot is going to bring this pilot episode of Odd Man into a close. So with the help of the Young Dubliners, I want to wish you all a very marvelous rest of whatever day it is you're living today as you listen to this. And I want to ask you a favor. Sometime before the end of the day today, take a minute, look at yourself in the mirror, or close your eyes and think about your life. Think about the things that you have that you're thankful for and what it took to make those things realities. We have so much that we take for granted, and Odd Man In is about realizing that you can start as the odd man out, watch life take a turn, and see your dreams come true. So until next time, this is Matthew East signing off of this, the beginning of my next dream, asking you to never give up on yours and to share them with us. We'll talk to you soon. I'm back like the freaking credits in a Marvel movie to say this. Subscribe, bitches. It can only get better.